Hello everybody, Paul Jankarella here from Profits and Success, here to bring you another podcast episode from Marketing Motivations, and today we're going to share a couple of stories with you, and we'll, um, we'll go from there. Okay, so when we're winning, we're having fun. And when we're losing, we're learning. Bob Proctor reminded me that yesterday. And really, folks, it's all in how we view things. You know, I'm not saying you're supposed to have a good time at a funeral, but you can put things in perspective and find some good to be um, beneficial. You know, whether you're consoling, um, understanding, whatever you may be, um, you know, when things aren't going well, you can learn from it. Simple, simply said, you know, and I hope you didn't get confused with me jumping right into uh, <laughs> the funeral um, example. But let us not look back in anger, nor forward in fear, but aware in all that is around us. And this was a mentor of Bob Proctor's, and it was Leyland uh, Val Vanderwall. And he was a very uh, unique individual. Uh, very uh, insightful, but also, you know, pretty basic. You know, just just with a quote. We don't want to look back in anger. We don't want to look forward in fear, but we want to be aware in all that is around us. You know, it, it's basically, it, that's what it is. In the Bible, the Bible may not reference it, but laughter is medicine for the body, mind, and soul. And I certainly believe that to be the case. Uh, I happen to be a big fan of humor. Uh, incidentally, I was the class clown of both my high school and college, but I aspired too high because if you're a clown, you've gone overboard. So... So I kind of went overboard. Uh, I was an overachiever, let's say. But I love humor, and I love looking at the light side of things at times. Uh, there's a time uh, for seriousness, and there's a time for a bit of um, lightheartedness, I guess. You know, So there's a combination of the two. But remember the medicine. Laughter's the medicine. You know, not only for your body, but your mind and your soul. And your soul is your inner and exterior being. It's your everything. It's your spirituality in a certain respect. Not from a religious standpoint, but from a, uh, I don't want to say scientific, but you know, from a universal standpoint. Uh, and you could say it's you know, you know, religious, whatever, whatever uh, gets you through the game. I happen to be. Uh, very religious, but that doesn't take away uh, from my love for 
uh, my atheist friends and atheist acquaintances and my non-believers and other faith denominations, you know, whatever. We're all in this together. You know, my God died for everyone, not just for a specific sect. But again, I jumped on the soapbox of religion, and I apologize. I'm getting down from the soapbox right now. I don't want to sprain an ankle. Um, I'm down. Okay, so I'm off. And we want to talk about Darren Hardy today. The Darren Daily video email. It's it's impossible unless... We've all said it before, it's it's impossible. But Darren added the word unless. Unless what? You know, what follows after unless is the plan to achieving what you once thought was impossible. It's true. Nothing's impossible. You know, even jumping back to scripture now, you know, you can move mountains with faith. Literally move mountains. I don't particularly care to move any mountains. But figuratively, there may be some mountains that I'd like to move. I'd like to shake a few. I'd like to get on stage for professional speaking, share my story, my craft, my experiences, and hopes of enlightening and empowering and transforming some lives, specifically every single person that hears me. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm, I'm going above and beyond. But that's, that's what the deal is, to, to do what we thought was impossible, you know. And what would have to happen to achieve super-sized goals, basically three times what you um, have a goal for this year, and limited time frame, say half. You're going to do in a year, say in six months, you do this super-sized goal. What would you say about that? You'd say, number one, I'm crazy, which technically I am. Uh, But number two, once you dive into it, it may not be so crazy. And you may have shot too low in a certain respect. Uh, Steve Jobs, he likes to quote Steve Jobs in his um, lifestyle, I guess, Prior to working for Atari, he went and became a, um, I don't know, monk, Hare Krishna, I I don't know, one of the guys that are, they're vegans, Uh, not that there's anything wrong with vegans, but he became a vegan and he said, listen, I don't have to shower as much because because of my diet, I don't uh, protrude a, a smell, but that happened to be contrary to his folks at Atari that he was working for. So uh, they decided to put him on a night shift pretty much all by himself. And he invited, Steve Jobs did, invited one of his uh, close friends to um, join him. And one of his close friends happened to be a, you know, a video uh, 
engineer, which at that time was like a rocket scientist. Anyhow, he came up with the, the table tennis version of breakout, you know, where you're going not just side to side, but up and down and all over the place. And in order to develop this game, he needed it to be done quickly. And he asked his friend to do it in four days. He's like, what are you, crazy? He's like, that, that would take a month and a half tops if I knew all the, the, the ins and outs of everything. Steve Jobs said to him, don't be afraid. You can do it. It would take a lot more than that to convince me, but it convinced him, and he did it in that time frame. And believe it or not, um, that phrase was used quite a bit. Even building the Apple iPhone with the thin glass, but strong enough to withstand any breakage of minor um, minor occasion. And Steve said to the factory that said, there's absolutely no way, you know, we can provide this order for you um, within that time limit. I think it was something like six months. They needed like three years. So he said, listen, don't be afraid. You can do it. I know you can. And sure enough, they did it. And every single piece of the iPhone is now manufactured in China, except the glass. That company that came through still is building and designing and making the glass for the iPhone. So just a neat little tidbit there. As far as the insight of the day, our fortune in life is determined by our habits. And that fortune can be your economic wealth, could be your career that is thriving or not thriving or wanting it to be thriving, your relationships, your perception of things. These are all determined by our habits. And the better our habits the better our success in life. So just think about, you know, what you're doing. What am I doing? You know, am I goofing around upstairs with a dog prior to coming down doing this podcast when I should be doing some web development that I know nothing about, really? Although I am learning a little bit. I keep wanting to pick up the phone, which is not really pick up the phone, it's an email or something, to get a web developer, you know, and just have them do it. But I think this is a test for me to do something that's outside of my, 
my realm, if you will. And Matthew Kelly today, although I say today, I heard this yesterday or the day before. No, it was probably yesterday. Uh, he sends a lot of video emails to me, which I, I, I really resonate with this guy. You know, he's uh, just a year younger than me, uh, extremely successful as a entrepreneur, professional speaker, author, uh, powerful Catholic, maybe a dynamic Catholic, hence the name of his company. But anyhow, he was talking about events versus patterns. And, you know, an event is something that you do once. You get drunk, you kiss the wrong woman. <laughs> I don't know. It could be the case, but, you know, you do something stupid. Uh, you know, that's an event in time, you, you know, and for some people, that's all it takes to classify them in whatever way they classify them. I'm sure I'm classified in certain ways by certain people. But you can work your way out of that by proving that that was only a one-time event. The pattern, however, you know, is something that occurs two or more times. And it becomes a pattern that's foreseeable. You get drunk and maybe kiss the wrong woman more than once, I don't know. You perhaps have a, have a problem with alcohol. Um, there can be a, a number of things in that example. You know, a, a common example is our patients. How good is our patience with strangers? How good is it with people we are near and dear to? You know, I dare say sometimes our patience is better with strangers than it is with our spouses or our children. But we don't want a pattern of negative behavior. And it's funny, now that I've been studying this healthy mindset and and such, and I have older teenagers now, uh, 19, 17, and 15, I see a lot of areas where patterns have formed because of learned behavior from their old man, from myself, not so much from their wife, maybe a little bit, but that saddens me. But, like events, patterns can also be changed, just like habits. But the more deep-rooted they are, the harder they are to pull up. But they can be changed nonetheless. And I was told to live your life like you were dying, but not dead. So point being is 
would you live any differently if you were to be dead as of January 1, 2023? Gives you just over a year to live. Would you live any differently if you knew that? And I think I definitely would. Um, I wouldn't quit my job because I don't have one. <laughs> well, I don't have one that I work for someone. But I think I would try to make uh, an indelible impression on those very close to me, like my wife and three children. I know I have to a certain point, but I think I would do that a little bit more. And I would travel more than I did. So now I rephrase the question, why don't you do this year what you would have if you were to be dead in a year from now? Something to think about, even if it's one little thing. I encourage you to move forward and not backward. And the other thing I heard, we don't fix problems, which I thought that's what I did all day long for the most part. We fix our thinking, then problems fix themselves. And there's a lot to be said for that. And I'm not, I, I don't think every single problem, um, well, I don't know. You know, we fix our thinking. We change the way we think. The problems will, quite in fact, fix themselves. And I, and I say that quisitively because Thinking is very powerful, and if we think of ways to avert certain problems, other problems will arise, but there'll be a solution for them based on our thinking. And I know I'm getting a little heavy right there, but I don't even know if I could repeat that to you. But that's something to think about. And finally, I had a Zoom interview today for a job as a digital court reporter. I got an email, looked like it was pretty interesting. So I, I filled out the, the, the paperwork or whatever, and they wanted to set up a Zoom meeting, which they did. And essentially, it's a, a court um, staff person that goes in on litigation and documents things, records things, and does other sorts of things. You're paid 25 bucks an hour or whatever if you do it remotely. And if you're in person, it's a little higher. But the point that I was making, um, she had asked me questions about things, and she's like, what, you know, what do you love about the legal system. 
I said, well, I, I, I love the fact that I'm not in it. <laughs> I said, I don't want to, you know, be a criminal, <laughs> be in the legal system. And really didn't get a response from her. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because it's, not that it's stuffy, but it's, you know, pretty straight to the point, straight to the minute of what's going on. And, you know, she mentioned that at the end of the interview that she'll get back to me uh, this week sometime by Friday at the latest. I said, well, Friday's a big day. I said, there's big benders going on on Friday. I said, it's New Year's Eve. She's like, oh, yeah. I said, are you going to be causing any trouble on New Year's Eve? She's like, no, no, I have a toddler at home. And I didn't say, well, that's probably how you got in trouble with the toddler because of New Year's Eve party. <laughs> but I, I didn't because you can get a little too bananas or I can get a little too bananas. But anyhow, I'm signing off. I hope you folks were able to resonate with some things. I'll check in with you tomorrow, Lord willing. In the meantime, be well, stay well. We'll talk to you later.